Welcome to the pulse that moves the triangle world today. This one-size-fits-all broadcast is a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, helpful tips, what's trending, events, and boundless other adventures. It's a conversation pit of comedians, politicians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Inspreffer. Hi, friends. Today we have Seattle Cromar here from the image branding and wardrobe consulting company, Crocia, that is in Raleigh. Welcome. Good afternoon, Mary. Thank you. It's good to be here with you and your listeners. Well, we're glad to have you. I thought if it's okay with you, we'd start out by talking about a little bit what you do um, with your company, because I think it serves a great purpose in this day and age. And then in particular, looking to get the word out about how folks might enhance their profiles by participating in the Miss Fashion Global National Competition. And, you know, the reason I want to do that and talk about that is because it's about diversity modeling. So not your average bear beauty pageant. And, you know, the whole world is about diversity, inclusion, and so forth today. So I thought that would be a nice dual subject. I agree, definitely. So let's go ahead and start out by first chatting about what your company does. Okay. Um, my company is Kosia LLC, and I am an image um, consultant image branding consultant. So basically what that means in a nutshell is that I style people business-wise, personal-wise for their uh, for, for a particular kind of look. So if you're a corporate person that's looking to brand yourself in a particular way, if you're alter that just wants to enhance your look for every stage of appearance, you want to do a trademark look that you people try to... Um, associate you with, that's the kind of branding that I'm into. So I style people in everyday personal wardrobes and style that fits their business and personal needs. And why is that important today? Well, that is important today because as we all know, the first thing that a person sees when they look at you is, is what you look like and how you look. I know we all try to act like that is not true, but that is before a person gets to how intelligent or your intellectual um, capabilities, they see you first. So being in out here in the world today, the way you carry yourself plays a very important role in how people perceive you one and, how, and if people decide to do business with you or not. Sounds like the whole first impression thing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That illusion, yes. So I know you do wardrobe analysis. Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Yes. So in my wardrobe analysis part of the business, what we strive to do there is to do a complete makeover of your current uh, wardrobe or closet situation. During this process, we give recommendations on items that you already have in your possession. We do try to work with items that you already uh, having your possession, we try to keep as much as your items as possible to give you a good analysis of what is it in this wardrobe that you can keep and that you can enhance with other uh, items that works for you. 
in example, we, we talk about the kind of colors that work for you that you have in your wardrobe, you know, what kind of accessories that you already have that you can enhance, you know, without having to spend a whole lot of money to enhance your wardrobe. So in that consultation, these are the kind of conversations that, that we have. So that sounds like a, a good idea because, you know, budget, of course, is always first and foremost on everybody's mind. And this way it doesn't sound like, you know, you're going to come in and just obliterate somebody's closet and, you know, take a little of this and that, and then maybe add some items, but at least, you know, you can maybe utilize some scarves or some jewelry or other things. to to... Handbag. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, So now that you do that, then comes your, personal shopping services as far as now okay you've come in you've looked at my closet you say yes Mary no Mary what were you thinking Mary (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and then now it's you time for you and I to go shopping tell us about your personal shopping okay so my personal shopping piece of it is I, I go I go shopping for you basically and the, the, the analysis part of the of the consultation gives me a lot of information and basically set up my blueprint of what I'm going to be shopping for. So what I see when I'm in your closet, what I see when I, what I hear when I talk to you, all of these um, separate portions play a role in the big picture of what is it I'm going to be shopping for. So for example, if you're a business CEO that can never leave your office. I actually shop for you based on our profile or setting that we came up with after your analysis. I shop for you. I can bring stuff to your office. Um, you try them on. Yay, this will work. This will work. I take them back. So I try to make it as less painful as possible that you don't have to leave what you're doing, you know, to come and shop with me. I get I get it down to that level where, I can just come and meet you wherever you are. Hey, so I pick up these items based on my analysis of your wardrobe. This, that thing will work. Let's try these on. Okay, so this didn't fit too well. Let's take it back. So you don't have to leave your office. You don't have to do any of that. I take care of all that for you. That's quite a convenience because, you know, it saves people running around from store to store and trying yeah. on a million different pieces that probably won't work. So, so after you do the closet analysis, the wardrobe analysis, then do you talk to the person like you would say to to me, Mary, okay, I think this and this would work and show samples to me so I could say, mm, I know it's your advice, but that's way off for me or, or other input? Yes. So the, the client avatar is something that um, comes out of the wardrobe analysis. So we the conversation before we even engage into this is what I'm shopping for will be based on this client avatar you know, I would keep the conversation. And yes, of course, even when we get to that point and I shop is something that you say, hey, you know what, I'm, I'm mostly a brown, black girl, you know, these colors, I'm not into colors, you know, we, we, we can talk and we can work around that because I, I tend to feel that a lot of people are afraid of colors. So it's kind of hard to put them in colors. So that's, that's the biggest challenge of what I do. People are comfortable in the gray, the navies, and the blacks. I'm going to talk to clients because they're not open to colors. So, yes, your input is there along the way the whole time, even when it gets to me picking up the pieces. Uh, if I bring it, is it something that you say, ah, you know, I like this, but I don't think I'm ready for this yet? We can work around that. 
so it's very interactive and it's very, yeah, your input, my input, but I'm the professional kind of here. Let's see how we can get you comfortable with these kinds of colors. Okay, and I can see where that could be a challenge, but to me, if I'm going to go through all this trouble, it would be kind of useless for me to say, I'm right, you're wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, right. I'm coming to you to tell me right. what to do. I, but, you know, it's kind of like even with interior decorating, somebody can come and lay out your whole house and then you just may be against bright lighting or whatever they might choose. But right. I would put right. myself in a position to more or less try and listen to you at least maybe 95% if I really coiled at something else. Um, but, but that's the whole reason for the season. That that is the reason, and and that's why a lot of that time is spent in the analysis phase. So you're very comfortable with speaking about what it is that you're, you know, you're into. What is it that you're not comfortable with? What is it that, um, you know, I don't know. I look good in that. I don't, you know, I I would never wear something like that. You know, those kinds of conversations, uh, is what we have in that stage to make you comfortable with, with, with what the next step is going to be. Why do you think people fear color so much? Oh my goodness, I, I, I'm still trying to figure that apart. Yeah. You know, like I said previously, that is the biggest um, the challenge that I, that I face in this business. You know, we eventually come over, but I think that people, especially, let me go back to the corporate people. They, 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 um, they just, you know, they feel like. The grays and the blues and the browns is just really what they need to do. And usually I tend to see that they want to match that with white. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything against the grays, the blues, but I'm into if we're going to just stay within that area of your comfort, then let's let's add some pop of colors. Let's do a yellow shirt under that gray suit instead of a white shirt or a light blue shirt. Let's do something else. Let's just change up the shoe a little bit. So all those things we work on, you know, it, it, it's easier when people see it um, at work. They're like, oh, you know, that, that looks better than I thought, you know, and at least I, I don't have to wear a white shirt all the time. So I've seen different reactions to that when people actually, you know, have an open mind and think about it that, you know, I don't always have to wear a light blue shirt with this gray suit. I don't have to wear a white shirt with this suit. Let's show that orange in there. Let's show that yellow in there, you know. Like that. So when they see it and they try it on, you know, I can see, you know, this the this, this shift their paradigm a little bit and, and, and get to be open with those kinds of uh, colors. So do you have, uh, you know, like a computer program or something where you actually can slap these things together on a computer screen where people can kind of get a feel for what that might look like? Okay, um, actually, no. Right now, I don't have a, 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 a computer screen that I work with. I, I'm more of an old-fashioned kind of stylist than a consultant. I'm more of, I, I want to, I, I, I enjoy spending time in stores. I enjoy shopping for people. I enjoy touching the fabrics and, and, you know, laying it out in front of me and touching it myself, seeing how it will feel, you know, what does, does it feel like. So I, I don't mind doing that. When I bring it to the customer, I bring it already in sets. So this this is how I want you to wear this, this these items. You know, the way I put this together. I think these go well together. You know, it even comes to where I'm bringing, you know, I, for men, I even bring the shoes and the briefcases, all that. Oh. But I don't I do not do a, I'm not into a digital uh, putting on the screen thing because, you know, 
what I find even in my own website, different things, and even my, my printing of my own marketing stuff, colors tend to look different when you put them on the screen, you know, depending on what kind of software or, or platform you're using. So, I, you know, I try to make it where we're actually sitting across from each other and talking about these things with it in my hand. Understand, understand. So you do do, um, you know, you do pull these things together for men and women. And yes. um, and one more question about the business. And then I, I want to ask what about the somebody who's not looking for a business look. But as far as business, for for me, for example, I want to have the sharp business professional look, but I don't want my body to agonize all day and Mm -hmm. tight things, Mm -hmm. you know, constricting things. So how do you put something together for someone looking for professional yet comfortable? Okay. So there are a lot of, there are a lot of options in that area. Um, For, for women, I I don't, I'm not really into um, the whole, I have to wear a suit kind of look, you know, I think, I think you can play around with different kind of pieces. For example, if you have to wear, let's say, take a lawyer, for example, if you have to go to court, you know, most of them tend to wear, you know, shoes. That's what they're comfortable in. That's what they think their professional mostly requires, the profession requires. But it, sometimes you can put, you, you don't have to do a whole suit. You know, you can put like a regular, let's say in the, in the summer, you can wear like a linen pants and put like a, a bright color flower jacket on those kinds of things you know just kind of kind of spice up a little bit it is uh uh when when i don't i don't have i don't feel like people also should wear a lot of tight clothing like you know form-fitting tight clothing based on the person's profession and that's why that the analysis is so important to get a feel for what the person does the, and what and, and what they're comfortable in so it doesn't have to be always, you know, too constricting. You you can, you know, you can go with free-flowing clothes. You can go with things, uh, light clothes that don't, that they're not clingy. There are too many options and all that I, I don't really get until I sit across from a person and go over these kinds of questions. Okay, and what about someone who's not looking for an outfit for the business world, um, just maybe something nice they can wear, you know, going out with the girls or, you know, just casual yeah, type I, I, things. Yeah, I do that too. Um, that is all part. When I, when I, when I basically have three parts of the analysis that I, I, I'm honing on, like the, the, the business part, what is it that you do? Let me get a feel for that. What do you do for fun? That way I know what kind of places you're going to be going and I also have a lot of uh, things that I do in the former space. Like, for example, last Christmas, you know, I shopped for some busy business owners that, okay, I have three Christmas parties to go to. I need three dresses for these three parties, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a businessman that was a, you know, father in a, in a where his child lived in another state, and she was coming to visit him, and he was, he was traveling other state, and he was like, I don't have anything here for my daughter because she doesn't live with me. I need a wardrobe for her because we're going away for seven days. This wow. is the kind of girl she is. So I do stuff like that. That's wonderful. Yeah. So let's kind of jettison here a little bit um, and talk about the profile opportunity. 
The overall winner of Miss Fashion Global National Competition will receive the national crown, sash, trophy, tiara, gift bag, those kind of usual things, but also um, a scheduled photo shoot, $3,000 in cash prize, along with a trip to the New York Fashion Week and an opportunity to walk the runway and the 2021 New York Fashion Week, as well as meet fashion industry leaders. So tell us when and where this competition is this year. Okay, so the, the national competition for Miss Fashion Global is uh, held in Florida every year where our corporate offices. So this year is going to be in Destin, Florida at the Emerald Coast Convention Center, and the dates are November 18th to 22nd, 2020. Okay. What are the age groups? We have the team and the, the team uh, category, which will be uh, – Ladies from 13 to 17, so that will be our teen female category. We have the adult female, which is from 18 to 39. And in that category, and in those categories, let me just break how the adult category works. So the category, and I know you mentioned diversity model in the beginning, and that's a great term to describe what Miss Fashion Global does. So we have... In the adult category, we have the, the fit model. So the woman that's into exercising, she's throwing her body down, she's just into fitness, she, so she gets to compete in that category. You have the, the petite uh, model, you know, the, the petite model, you know, between 4'8 to 5'6, from size 0 to size 6, she falls in that category. You have the curvy model, you know, 5 and up, size 10 and up. You have the runway, which is your traditional runway model, tall skinny model, you know, 5'7 and up. You have that category. And this year we also added the 40-plus category in the competition where everyone on a 40, no matter what um, body type you're in, you get to compete in 40-plus. Well, that does sound pretty diverse, especially the 40-plus and then the curvy. Those are new things that you normally don't see. And because it's wrapped up with the teens, it's like a competition for just about anybody, it seems. Um, is there any state competition, or you just go to the national? No, there, there are no, the, no uh, state competitions. The nationals, at the nationals, all the preliminaries are done there. So within that four-day period, um, three of those days are doing for during preliminaries, you know, Last year we had over 500 contestants in the in the competition, so those you know those different categories go through the preliminaries those three days, and then on the fourth day, the uh, the final um, competition takes place. And are you able to represent any uh, entity, or just the state in which you live? You can only represent the state that you currently reside. But it's okay to have more than one person representing North Carolina, for example. Yes, so this is how it works. Um, you can have multiple models representing representing North Carolina. Like um, for me right now, uh, I'm the franchise owner for the NC Miss Fashion Global franchise. And I have over, you know, as of February, I had over 15 models that's already you know, going through some steps to compete. 
And in that, in those 15 ladies, I have a combination of, of them in all categories, from 40 to teen to everything in between. So, yes, you can have multiple models represent, representing your state. My singular goal um, this year is to make sure I bring back some of the status back to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. How many conce- uh, conces- contestants will advance to finals? So it's going to be uh, 10 contestants per category. So we break it down again, petite 10, uh, fit 10, curvy 10, um, you know, runway 10, and, and this year 10 for 40 plus. So technically it would be 50 contestants coming out of the whole competition. So you have 500 people compete out of each of those categories. You have 10 persons that will advance to the national um, competition, I mean, to the finals. And within that, those 50, the winner of each of those 10 per group get to compete for the national title. So technically this year will be five ladies actually getting the overall title for the competition. How are the contestants judged? Okay, so they are judged on, on a couple of things here. We have the way that they, they walk is a part of uh, of that. We have um, swimwear competition. Um, we have the dress competition, and we have the actual, you know, the actual runway walk competition for each category. The reason I mentioned that part is the the competition has done a lot of preparation over the years to make sure what the models are wearing that is very tasteful. For example, a curvy model in a swimsuit. You know, if there is no restriction on what can be worn, things tend to things have a tendency to get out of control. So what this competition has has done is when you reach a certain stage during the process, you get to choose from the competition's um, preferred or I mean, preferred clothing, okay? So you get to choose a dress from the uh, competition. We have red, we have black, bandage dresses, tastefully done to fit all of the, the contestants. Same thing with a swimsuit. You do get to bring a an additional dress to the competition because if you meet the final date, then you get the freestyle in one of your own gowns. So if you don't reach that level of finals, then you wear what is pre-authorized by the competition um, to compete. Well, that seems to level the playing field a bit, too. If, if exactly. Just, yeah. mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, some girls cannot afford $3,000 bathing suits. You know what I'm saying? Right, So exactly. that is, to your point, that levels that a whole lot, at least in the preliminary stage. Because in the finals, you don't even get to wear those things. You just get to wear your final gown, and then you get to take the questioning from the judges um, for the final question, and then you compete. So you only get to wear the final gown. So again, like you said, that levels the playing field. I still, everyone that feel like, oh, you know, well, this person has more, this person is rich, and they can afford these gowns, and I can't. So that that is one of the things I liked about this competition prior to making my decision 
to be a franchise owner. These are some of the things that really impressed me about this competition. Yes, and again, going back to diversity, it includes all kinds of folks, and now we're leveling the playing field with outfits. There's, you know, 10 winners instead of just one in different categories and so forth. So um, it, it offers more generalized opportunity, I guess I'd say. Now, now is there training for the competition? Yeah, so um, there is a workshop training that happens, I think, the first day the models get in town, and it's not mandatory um, for you to do. You can. The thing is, back to the diversity thing, there are models that are currently doing print and all magazine covers that compete here. There are models that are just starting up. Within my own franchise, I have the the level of modeling experience is 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 very is just up and down. I have some girls that you know they just walk in the first runway show. The girls that have done numerous um, things and own titles in Charlotte and other places. So my my even just speaking about just my you know just my franchise, I have that kind of uh, experience in between the ladies that are right now registered. Okay. So uh, tell our listeners one more time when and where this takes place. Uh, this is going to be this uh, November in Destin, Florida, at the Emerald Coast Convention Center, uh, November 18 to 22nd. Okay. And do you have a website uh, where folks could reach out to you to learn more? Yes. So... The uh, website uh, for Miss Fashion Global is routed through our corporate. There is not a local, uh, I, I don't have a local website for um, North Carolina, but we do have a Facebook and Instagram page that you can follow. But the register for the competition itself and sign up has to be done on the corporate website, which is George dot com missfg.com if you would like to follow the North Carolina franchise you can follow us on Facebook at Miss MS Fashion Global NC and on my IG at MISS Fashion Global NC you can learn more about uh, what is it that the franchise is doing locally uh, you'll get to meet some of the models that are representing North Carolina and read your stories on our pages as well. Good. And do you want to give out some info about your company in case someone wants to take advantage of your services? Yes. So my company name is Crocia. That's K-R-O-C-I-A-L-L-C. I'm located here in Raleigh of a force of the news in Spring Forest at Lager Court, 1100 Lager Court, building F as in Frank, Suite 102. You can email me at info, I-N-S-O, at K-R-O-C-I-A-L-C.com. You can visit my website also at www.K-R-O-C-I-A-L-L-C.com. And uh, you're welcome to use my cell phone number, at 919-771-4505. I do have a toll-free number as well at 866-576-2421. 
Okay, that should cover everything, so that's great. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this. Now it's time for Triangle 411's Nonprofit Spotlight. The Miss Fashion Global Competition focuses on diversity, which is so welcomed in our world today. But you know, there are now all kinds of disability competitions where contestants experience their ability instead of their disabilities. They are a celebration of self. They include Miss You Can Do It, Miss Arc Beauvoir, and Miss Amazing. In fact, Henderson's North Carolina's Anna Dolson won the state competition in 2019. The North Carolina 2020 event was originally scheduled for May in Charlotte. Not sure what's happening with that date, COVID-19-wise, so you'd have to check that out and stay up to date on it. But in any case, there are donating and volunteer opportunities in these arenas of these different competitions, such as being a buddy pageant guide or helping with behind-the-scenes odds and ends. Please use your search engine to find out more. Well, it's time to high-five and say goodbye. Thanks for joining us via Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, etc., or at our website, triangle411.buzzsprout.com. This is Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, 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 be polite. 